Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the early line. Live right here on SportsGrid on a Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside, DRS. What's the word? Yeah, feeling good today. Heading off into the weekend, the last true weekend of regular season college basketball before everybody is tournament bound next week. Can't wait for that, but there are a lot of big games this weekend, a lot of big NBA games, and also some other news around the world, Kevin, that we are going to get to today. No doubt about it. The 7-7 seven and seven top headlines begins In the NFL, man, this is boring. The belief, the widespread belief being reported that Aaron Rodgers will be returning to the Green Bay Packers. And Donnie, the odds back this up. Green Bay has transitioned from 13-1 to to win the Super Bowl to the team in the NFC with the shortest odds, now at plus 950. Yeah, it makes some sense. We're, everybody's reading between the lines. Looks like he is coming back here. And does he go on the Pat McAfee show and announce that he's officially coming back shortly? And then the dominoes start to fall, right? Aaron Rodgers comes back. You would think Devontae Adams comes back to make another run at it. The one thing that you do know for sure is probably going to win 13 games next year with Aaron Rodgers under center, you know, closing in on that number one seed. But always the question is, can you actually get to the Super Bowl next year, Aaron Rodgers? But people are betting like they think they can. Man, it's interesting, though, because they're supposed to be there the past couple of years, and they haven't been. But this is now the new favorite in the NFC as well, checking in at plus 350. We'll break that down. We'll also talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson, Donnie. Kyler Murray, three years in, pay me now. Lamar Jackson, a little more patient not talking to the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the Ravens were, oh, this is great. We don't have to rush. Maybe, though, realizing that Lamar maybe has a big plan at some point, reach free agency, DRS? Yeah, this is an interesting one to see because you're right. If you're the Ravens, like, man, this is fantastic stuff. We still got this kid on a proven contract, and hopefully he proves it next year. And we'd be happy to pay him once he wins the Super Bowl, drives us deep into the playoffs. But until that happens, you can always kick that can down the road and say, hey, we'll pay you next year if it makes some sense. Maybe Lamar Jackson's representation, which is his mom, hey, mom, give me a deal this year. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But at the same time, Raven's saying, hey, take your time, kid. Take your time. We don't want to pay you that $40, $50 million a year just yet. Mm, I don't know if Baltimore should be as patient as they are. But, well, again, we'll get there. Also, we may or, <laughs> we may or may not talk about Kenny Pickett's hands. 
We'll see. <laughs> I find it. Listen, I find this stuff to be completely ridiculous. They're doing the hand measures at the combine, and Kenny Smallhands apparently DRS with what would be the smallest hands of any quarterback in the NFL. Donnie, is this going to absolutely tank his draft stock? I mean, off the board, round three. I love it. Kenny Smallhands. Come it. on, Donnie. It's a tough scene. Now, if you ever see the movie Men in Black with Will Smith, just take out that little projector thing and click it and blast it. And hopefully at the end of this week, nobody will remember anything that came out of the combine because oh, nothing matters at the combine whatsoever. I saw people also tweeting last night. Ooh, did you see this guy ran fast straight ahead in shorts? Yeah, congratulations. When it's not a track meet, it is a football game. Don't look, I understand guys are going to run fast and hands are going to be measured small. And none of it, none of it, Kevin, actually matters in the end. I tell you, it was quite it was quite delightful. They were like, oh, I think we like broke a 40 yard dash record and then maybe didn't break a 40 yard dash record as well. The one thing is, is nonsensical as this feels, Kenny Pickett at one point was the favorite to be the first quarterback selected. He's plus 185. Malik Willis now a strong minus 140. Sorry, Kenny Smallhands. <laughs> radio audience <laughs> is in full effect. We appreciate all those tuned in to Sports Grid Radio listening to the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here on a Friday morning. How about this tangy headline? The Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant comes on back. The Nets playing some good ball. Win the first quarter by 12. Up at the break. And then they proceed to score 40 points in the second half and lose to the Miami Heat, who are without three of their starters. DRS 113-107. Yeah, apparently it doesn't matter for Brooklyn because everybody, eh, hey, no big deal. You know, KD came back. They got smoked by the Heat, who didn't play anybody on the back-to-back. -back, but yet, they are still basically the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. When is that going to start changing here at this point? Because... I understand. Kyrie Irving's not there yet. Kevin Durant's first game back. But Kevin Durant played damn well, playing 35 minutes and scoring 31 points yesterday in basically a give-up game for the Heat. And the Heat end up beating you in your own building. Is there a panic button out here for the Nets? Not just yet, but my goodness. They're 500, and we're betting them like we already know the actual final score of the NBA Finals, which they win it. Road to under 44 and a half continues. Though we did mention that Kevin Durant points prop. Hanging in the mid-20s, uh, and it's going to be good to go. It was 24 and a half. Then they were like, no minutes restriction. Went to 25 and a half. Did not matter. 30-plus from the best score in the NBA in Kevin Durant. The Lakers. I was just going to write, they are terrible. And I think Steve would have been able to figure out who this headline was about. Uh, they, I believe, opened the third quarter on a 26 to two run the wrong direction the Clippers win 132 to 111 and shot a a nice 63 percent from three in this game DRS yeah LeBron James gave you 26 8 and 4 which is almost one of the stat lines I was talking about yesterday which used to be good enough to win now it's not even good enough for them to be competitive my goodness Lakers what have you done just bad, bad basketball. Luka at home, 40-plus every night. 41-10-9 as the Mavericks beat the Warriors, who are also playing some bad ball. Also, Michigan, smoked by Iowa. Doesn't matter. Doesn't All matter. next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. We begin in the NFL. We have had our eyes on the quarterback market now for, I mean, before the Super Bowl truly even ended here. And the Green Bay Packers were a team positioned at 13-1 to to win the Super Bowl. My initial thought was it was a line that wasn't really factoring in Rodgers would leave because in front of them were the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Felt like the two teams that people were the highest on entering the offseason. The reigning defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, then were sat at 12-1. to Well, it turns out, DRS, that if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, they're going to be the favorites in the NFC, which they are now positioned at at plus 350, and their Super Bowl odds will be closer to Kansas City and Buffalo than the rest of the field. Now the only other team, along with Buffalo and Kansas City, to be under 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. What's your reaction to this movement and the Rodgers news? I can see it here because we're setting this up more as a regular season award here for Green Bay. That they're probably going to be. Why is that? Because the NFC North, they're going to walk away with it. Aaron Rodgers, your starting quarterback, as I said to start the show, Kevin, that's at least 13 wins. They're probably going to have the number one overall seed. So if you can factor in that, right, you would be the NFC Championship's best team to win the NFC Championship to have the best odds. When the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, plus 350, the Rams, who are Super Bowl champions, behind them at plus 450, San Francisco 49ers, 6-1, to Dallas 7-1, to Arizona 13-1. to And I think those odds are presented here, and I think they're correct. Now, having said that, do I think that the Green Bay Packers are shooing to get to the Super Bowl? No. We see the same song and dance every single year, but I think if we're betting into markets, and you can say right now with confidence, and I think I'm saying with confidence, the Green Bay Packers are probably going to have the best record in the NFC, which will be home at Lambeau all the way through. But we've seen this tale time and time again. The Green Bay Packers with sensational seasons, great regular seasons, easily winning their division. But when they come up against stiff competition in the playoffs, for some reason, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers cannot get it done. But if we're looking at betting markets, as I said, plus 350 to win the NFC, it makes a lot of sense because probably they'll have home field advantage all throughout the playoffs. They just have to win. I initially saw the news that Rodgers and the belief is that he was going to return DRS. And I'm like, do I need to really now talk about whether or not I agree with that decision? But I think we wait until that decision is finalized. Because these odds moving in the way that they have kind of brings me to another reaction. And it's that the Green Bay Packers, even if they are the biggest favorites to win their division 
in the conference, and even if they've got the best quarterback in the league, they don't deserve to be under 10 to 1 in front of the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. You know who the Green Bay Packers are right now, Donnie? They're the Utah Jazz. They're the Utah Jazz. Rodgers and Rudy Gobert. You could probably do a fun little show together there because that's what I'm seeing from this team over this last run here. The Utah Jazz go out there in the regular season and beat up on everybody. Any given night, Donovan Mitchell seems like he's hitting six threes. They're beating teams by 30. The other night, they escaped the Rockets in overtime because they find ways to win those games that they're supposed to. But then the postseason rocks around, and it's no longer winning time. And that's what the Green Bay Packers have been, Donnie, when the postseason rocks around. You cannot, you cannot overstate how embarrassing it is that this team's only loss at home this season was the only postseason game they played at home. It was versus Jimmy Garoppolo. It was off of a bye, and it was versus a team that did not put up one offensive touchdown in the game, Donnie. The Green Bay Packers do not deserve to be clear-cut favorites in this conference and be closer to the Chiefs and the Bills than the Los Angeles Rams based on what they have put forward with this core over the past few years. And I agree with you. I actually do. I don't think the Green Bay Packers will end up winning the NFC, but I can only go into it where you're putting your best foot forward, where I do think the Green Bay Packers once again will have home field advantage. Therefore, they should be favored to get to the Super Bowl. Not saying they will get there, because you're right. We bring up these things all the time. You go up against a football team that's more physical. It seems like Green Bay Packers always have those issues, whether they're home or away in the playoffs. And maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't bring his A game because the whole offense is centered on him and Devontae Adams, who probably will both be back in a Green Bay Packers uniform, but there's no MO here for the Packers. It's been a long time since they won the NFC and advanced to a Super Bowl and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we're waiting on that again. And keep in mind, I understand like Father Time's out here and Tom Brady's doing it for a long time to expect Aaron Rodgers just to be a shell of his former self. No, I don't. But every single year, it's going to get harder and harder. And Aaron Rodgers you know, hasn't had that devastating injury. Hasn't had issues that really plagued him. I mean, we've seen ankle injuries from him. We've seen, you know, foot injuries from him, calf injuries, but nothing too serious, which keeps him in play. But as you get older, those nicks, bumps, and bruises get harder and harder to overcome. But again, I do agree, Kevin, with the FanDuel Sportsbook, listing them to win. I'm not even talking Super Bowl odds. The NFC Championship winner plus 350 because the path to a championship is so much easier for the Green Bay Packers than the Rams, than the 49ers, than the Dallas Cowboys, than the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers listed at 14-1 to who probably don't have a quarterback next year. And who's to say that maybe the NFC actually got a little bit easier for Green Bay to actually win it because why? Tom Brady is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer who they would have been in the top three in the betting markets here if Tom Brady was still down in Tampa Bay, maybe two or even one at that point because they would have had an easy path to victory for me being in the NFC South. I just agree with where it's priced at. Now, the outcome, that's going to be a little bit different once we finally get to the season next year and into the playoffs. But I can see why the FanDuel Sportsbook is posting them, Kevin, as the favorite right now in the NFC. There is a world, right, where if a team has big news around them, there's going to be bets coming in on them. So the book is just being prepared for Green Bay Packer bets. And that I can totally understand. With the amount of time left here, Don, I think we can bring up this Lamar Jackson situation, which is quite interesting. Because I'm sure for you, I'm sure for many, while this Kyler Murray situation was playing out, in the back of your head somewhere, I was like, man, 
Lamar won an MVP and hasn't been trying to push the issue to get his money from Baltimore yet. And you go, ah, what a win for Baltimore that is. But then at some point, you're like, well, hold on a minute now. Maybe we're as if Baltimore were to be so fortunate that their franchise quarterback, you know, uh, someone who won an MVP already in their career, doesn't want to be paid. And you start to realize from some of these reports that, yeah, maybe Lamar is okay letting the strings play out. A couple of franchise tags, Kirk Cousins style, get all guaranteed money on a yearly basis. And then eventually, if he has to leave Baltimore to secure the super bag, then Lamar Jackson will leave Baltimore, Donnie. I'm looking at this situation now, and I'm starting to realize here that Lamar's fine because it's a quarterback, Donnie. D- Dak Prescott... I mean, he had that horrific injury, and then that's, you know, he gets paid by Dallas and everything, you know, still works out for Dak Prescott. The Baltimore Ravens, I think, actually need to start having a little bit more urgency here, putting a contract in front of Lamar Jackson. Now, and you know what the interesting part is, too, here? Isn't this like Lamar Jackson's M.O.? Like, man, I'm like a big kid here. I'm loving this, love the Ravens, love the city. Mm -hmm. Everything is going to work itself out. And from being a fan base or an ownership group, you have to love this, and you need to take care of this guy. Now, there's going to be pundits out there. Well, Lamar Jackson hasn't won big in the playoffs, and I pay $45, $50 million in extension if he can't get you over the hump. And I do agree with it. But again, if you're looking from a positive perspective, this kid is betting on himself. Hey, the money's going to take care of itself. It's going to grow each and every year. If I play well again next year and we win the division and headed to the playoffs, you are going to pay me like a top three, top two quarterback in the NFL when it's my time. And I agree with it. The money is coming. But the interesting standpoint here is, you know, from a leadership perspective in the locker room, Lamar's always going to be there. But also, you want to be treated with respect and that money and the dollar sign behind it. Now, I bring up, you know, his mom is an agent, so maybe they're working a little bit backwards at this point as opposed to, like, a Lee Steinberger or Scott Boris. Like, hey, my guy's not even going to take the field unless you're paying him $50 million a year. They would have every single right in doing that because you're talking about he's been eligible for an extension for quite some time, and he's still playing the good, you know, soldier effort, which is commendable as a fan base. you got to love that because he has every right to say, I'm not taking the field. I'm not taking the OTAs until I get paid. And you know what everyone would say? You know what? He's got a point in this, and he can sit it out. Kudos to Lamar Jackson for betting on himself. He'll get paid, and he'll get paid a lot. It's, But it's somehow in a weird way, I think he might get himself paid sooner than if he did the whole sit-out. Because now people in Baltimore are like, wait a minute. We're going to have to franchise him twice. Oh, and get that guy $40 million a year. He's on to something over there. Come right back. The early line continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. I want to actually speak quickly back to the Lamar thing. Because I guess there's one other side to this that we didn't exactly hit, Donnie. Because if you're starting to read the situation now, right, going over the contract a little bit more during the break, Lamar's going to write this $23 million cap hit playing on the fifth-year option. Next year, they're going to have to tag Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Now, again, typically a player would want a long-term deal. But if everybody remembers with Kirk Cousins, the beauty of playing on a tag is it's all guaranteed money and you're paid top dollar. If you're willing to risk your health, which apparently Lamar Jackson is. And by the way, this past season, while he was injured, the only time he was really injured during his NFL career, aside from missing some games through COVID, but I don't necessarily count that in terms of the scope of a healthy football player moving forward. You can then get tagged a second year, tremendous amount of money, all guaranteed. Basically, Don, I think Baltimore has to be in the room saying, oh my goodness, what have we done? We should have got a contract extension to this guy a little bit sooner unless and tell me Donnie is there any world where the Baltimore Ravens might actually be saying to themselves we are okay if Lamar Jackson walked yeah no that would be ridiculous by them because this is your franchise guy and also when you take a look at you know performance on the field they've had some pretty good seasons in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and you say well what about last year you got the entire team got injured last year and they still almost Mm -hmm. made a playoff run so you're trying to equate this to say, what am I going to get out of Baltimore in the future? If Lamar Jackson is healthy, which we anticipate him to be, maybe you don't have seventh string running backs in the game. and You can get that ground game fired up again. They're going to be a good team. But I think the one thing that we were missing out, even myself saying, hey, he's on that fifth year. What's that contract actually going to be? Since he wasn't the number one overall pick, like we talk about Kyler Murray and we talk about, you know, Baker Mayfield, where that fifth year is going to be really expensive. It's still really expensive. So Lamar Jackson, it's not to say, hey, man, pay the guy. He's making peanuts. This guy's going to make $900,000 this year. No, it isn't. He's going to make $23 million. And as Kevin brought up, you tag him, it's going to be $40 million. And he plays well again. Say, hey, we don't want to offer him $300 million. Let's tag him again. $50 million. Lamar Jackson's going to be okay all the way around. He's basically getting like a, I don't know, 10-time pay bump this year just to play quarterback mm-hmm. at $23 million. Maybe there's no real rush in his camp knowing that the jackpot every single year once this year ends is going to be his. And look, I, I mean, I, I asked the question because I'm sure it'll be a talking point. But don't embarrass yourself by suggesting that the Baltimore Ravens should move on from Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar's down year, Donnie. They were eight and three. They lose the two point convert, the first two point conversion game to Pittsburgh. They fall to eight and four, and then Lamar's injured, and they don't win another football game. I mean, they didn't win a, they didn't win a football game without Lamar Jackson. Like you know, I mean, I know they won the the, the Chicago game a little bit sooner, but still, I mean, fine. It's, that's abysmal. This team needs Lamar Jackson. This guy's got an MVP already under his belt there. Don't be silly that this team's going to rock Tyler Huntley out there for a 17-game mm-hmm. schedule. So at some point, somebody in the Baltimore room needs to wake up and realize that actually they would have been better off if Lamar pushed them for an extension than where they're actually going to potentially sit in a couple of years from now. Making the transition 
to the NBA. Last night, Kevin Durant returns, and there's a couple of angles I think you can take to this game. But I think it's appropriate to begin DRS with Kevin Durant and his performance because yesterday we talked about what would his props be, and those were not listed until a little bit later on in the day. We actually didn't even really get a good look at them while we were doing our radio show from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Moneyline. But Kevin Durant's first game in almost two months of basketball, 31 points, four rebounds, four assists, 10 of 21 shooting, perfect 9 of 9 from the free throw line, 2 of 7 from 3, 35 minutes. By far and away the best player for the Brooklyn Nets. Almost when the basketball game, points, rebounds, and assists was a great play if you were involved. His points prop soared through the number as well. Kevin Durant came back, Donnie, and as I said yesterday, it's Kevin Durant. He just doesn't miss a beat ever. No, he doesn't miss a beat ever. And that's what we were pondering yesterday, Kevin. We talked on the early line. You said, hey, what's a points number going to be for you on Kevin Durant? And I said 16 and a half. Why? Because I had no idea if there was going to be a restriction. We even joked early mm-hmm. in the week saying, now hold on here. We were told that Kevin Durant is coming back. And we haven't heard anything. And all of a sudden, the press release comes out in the afternoon. By the way, Kevin Durant's going to play Thursday night. So it's one of those where you come back on your home court, and we know he's had the knee injury, and they always like to use, like, hey, well, let's let him get some run 15 minutes in the first half, and then he sits at the half, and we'll check the knee out. And if there's a little bit of a tweak, we won't play him. But he was all the way through. So if you are a Nets backer at this point, the one thing you can check the box off, hey, looks like he's healthy, no minutes restriction. Eventually, they'll get it together. But having said that, this was one of those games where Miami Heat came in on a back-to-back here, down multiple starters here you still had to take care of business because I think the vibes would be much better in Brooklyn if this was 113-107 Brooklyn Nets win and KD came back. But still those problems are arising. But then again, betters out here, apparently, looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, don't really care that they even lost last night with Kevin Durant and they sit 32-32 and (laughs) dead in that playoff round. I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple weeks here. I, I, I think there's a world, right, where people watch that game have their Nets tickets, they say, Durant looks like Durant. I'm I'm good with that. They win that game if they have Kyrie Irving. You probably are right. You would have been an yeah. eight, nine-point favorite, though. I hope people understand that on the other side of that court <laughs> was not the number one seed starting lineup. I don't know, maybe some of the people haven't watched a lot of uh, the Miami Heat this year, which would be a shame you're missing out, but Omir Yurtsevin is not a regular starter for this basketball team. Gabe GW. Vincent is not a regular starter for this basketball team, Donnie. This team was actually missing three members of their starting lineup, and Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, and Kyle Lowry, who also, by the way, Kyle Lowry didn't miss that game versus Milwaukee. I am completely unwavering in my notion that the best team in the Eastern Conference is the Miami Heat. I thought that they only bolstered that case despite it being a loss. It was a one-point loss at Milwaukee. I thought they did so here again at Brooklyn versus Kevin Durant. Even I think more shorthanded than the Nets were in the basketball game. And the next game out for Miami DRS is home versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I cannot wait for that basketball game there, DRS, because we know Philly's been playing as good as anybody in the NBA, and Miami, to me, still holds that crown right now from what I'm watching here as the best team in the Eastern Conference. And how about the Miami Heat yesterday? You said that starting lineup was a little bit lacking here. The one guy you can usually lean on is Duncan Robinson, who had a big zero yesterday, and they still won. And you're at seven, who was in that game as a starter. He had two points in that game. 
But I guess, you know, starters and bench and just what they're comfortable with. I mean, guys who have plan on coming off the bench here, 35 minutes, Tyler Hero, 27 points. That is an absolute luxury that you have. But sometimes we look at these games because they did lose the heat to the Milwaukee Bucks. Then they come back in that back-to-back and beat the Nets. Some of these times, I like the fact that the starters aren't going to play big minutes or the regular starters here and the bench fills in because that only builds that momentum down the final 20 games and into the playoffs going, Hey, if we don't have our starters playing well, we got guys on the bench that are ready if need be and can play 37 minutes. Like Martin did last night, 35 minutes like Tyler hero did last night. This is a very good basketball team. We'll see if they lock down that number one overall seed, but that mm-hmm. was one of those games, which most teams, most organizations, that's a give up game. They went in and won that game in Brooklyn in a big emotional night for the Nets getting back Kevin Durant yeah absolutely so Brooklyn's next game at Boston Durant and Kyrie the way the Boston Celtics have been playing we'll talk about them in hot or not uh should be a lot of fun there look the Lakers Donnie following the script and a usually they go out there right in in on a on a single game slow start big comeback blow the lead next game out no show they've done it here again they, they, I mean, you lose the third quarter immediately. I mean, you lost the third quarter immediately. It was a 26-2 run to start. The final score of the quarter was 40-18. to Again, LeBron is just out there at this moment. Uh, look, he's, he's putting up good enough numbers for what you would think, but everything around it right now is bad. But this, and it, and it, and it rotates, you know? Look, also when they scored 111 points, that's fine. They gave up 132. Reggie Jackson was a plus 44, scored 36 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. He's out there putting up Doncic numbers on this team. The other, I mean, it's 63% from three. And while some of, you know, usually a team should be able to hit 63%, but it's because the Lakers' defense right now is abysmal. But really the only thing I have to ask, Donnie, and it's, does this matter? I mean, I don't know. Like, this doesn't feel all that surprising. I know the line was two and a half, but... I mean, are we real? Are we really surprised here that the Los Angeles Lakers were beaten up in this game? I mean, a little bit to me because that's another playing team. It's not like the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and are trying to secure the top overall seed mm-hmm. in the West. These are two playing teams, and they got hammered. It's not like, oh, well, hey, we had to play in Sacramento or in Phoenix. No, you played in your own building. I mean, granted, you were the road team, but per se, you probably had more Laker fans there than Clippers fans. And also, I want to take a look at – I want to see how the Lakers close the season because I still think they are going to make it into the play-in, and we'll see if they can win a game or win a series, quote-unquote, in the play-in to see if they can actually – make the playoffs but I gotta tell you this isn't one of those vibes where I'm like hey next year if we get LeBron James and AD back we're gonna make a run at this thing this seems like a complete dismantle of the Los Angeles Lakers in the offseason because you what do you enter in next year like hey uh, LeBron's another year older uh, but we think AD is gonna stay healthy as well and we'll try to put veterans around them like you did this year doesn't look good for a Lakers future, I got to tell you. And even though Rich Paul's meeting with upper management for the Lakers saying don't make any changes to GM and coach and LeBron is fine and happy here, is LeBron going to go through another year next year where they would go, I don't know, under 500 again? It just doesn't seem right here. The Lakers had so many championship aspirations, and now we're talking about them in the offseason going, can they even make the playoffs? It's just wild. Mm. Look, ultimately this morning, my guy JY sends me a text saying that the Lakers are 1-15 versus teams above 500 since December 15th. Now, 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 that's damning. They've had LeBron and Anthony Davis on the court for, both, for, all, for those games, both of them on the court, like three times. 
I don't care what their record is when it's just one of them. We've seen it time. It's, they can't do anything when it's just one of them. It's about can they do anything when it's both of them. We'll see in April. For now, they're just going to keep getting blasted. Hot or not is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hot or not time on a Friday. And while the Lakers are struggling, that isn't all that much of a surprise because, again, they've been in that. Run it back! Yeah! Yeah! We love double music, man. Play it now again. Now, yeah, woo! I, it's, it's good you did that because Donnie wasn't paying any attention. I, I know as I was no. bringing this in. Now, anyway. so now it woke him up. Now it woke him up a little bit there. Look, Lakers stink. I get it. Not the point. Golden State also stinks, and this is a little bit more interesting to me. A trip to Dallas last night, DRS, tight spread. Golden State has Clay Thompson back in the lineup. Should be an opportunity for this team to maybe put a win up on the board. This team, though, loses again. They've lost three in a row, five of their last six, and they're just not playing good basketball right now. They're really not. So the question, Donnie, is hot or not, it is time to panic about the Warriors. I don't think so. So I'm going to go with a not. And the reason I bring that up is we saw sort of when the Phoenix Suns, right, injuries and now COVID protocols keeping the two best players out and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It was a question of what is what's going to, what are we going to get out of the Golden State Warriors? And the reason I say that is are they going to press for that one seed? Are they going to go after it and say, hey, you know what? Now we see blood in the water. We can take that one seed down. And if it ever comes down to Suns versus Warriors, we'll have home court advantage up in San Francisco. But now that I start to look here, are we in that say, okay, well, Phoenix is probably going to still run away with it. We're not going to express any, hey, we have to get to that one seed and play extremely well and use everybody's, everybody, excuse me, like minutes, 
no restrictions. Clay Thompson's coming back. But here's the question for me. And I use the same Lakers analogy, Kevin, that I'm going to use with the Golden State Warriors. What means more? Playing well over the final 20 games or getting everybody back healthy for the playoffs and making a long run? I'm not panicking with the Warriors record right now. I just need Steph to make it through here healthy. I need Klay Thompson to find his rhythm. And I need Draymond Green to take all the time he needs over the final 20 games to get right for the playoffs. And also, keep in mind here, we talk about games, right? You just saw yesterday, the Miami Heat playing a back-to-back. NBA teams play back-to-backs all the time. Three games in four or five nights. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. So if we're looking for Draymond Green, right, back injuries here. Hey, man, no way I would be able to play in back-to-back games. The first round of the playoffs, and I joke, literally takes three weeks to get through. So if I'm going to get a healthy Draymond Green that plays on a Monday and then doesn't have to play again until Friday or Saturday, we're probably going to be okay talking about the Warriors here. I'm not in any panic mode whatsoever, even though they are losing. And they probably should have won last night. Klay Thompson getting activated again off of that illness. They should have won that game, or at least been a little bit more competitive in my eyes here. But I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. This is about the playoffs. This is about a championship team that's won time and time again in the past. And if you're going to give me a healthy Klay Thompson, a healthy Draymond Green, a healthy Steph in the playoffs, I'll take that. I'm not worried about the final 20 games, Kevin. For me, though, Donnie, because of the caveats there, I think there is plenty of legitimacy behind the idea that you could panic around the Golden State Warriors. You know, if you bet this team is the favorite to win an NBA championship or the favorite to win a Western Conference, we've seen their odds move back. At one point, they were at the same numbers, the Phoenix Suns. I think they actually maybe jumped in front of them just a little bit. They've moved back now. They sit at this plus 190 number. First of all, it has been made almost seemingly abundantly clear that they're not actually a championship team without Draymond Green. What that says to you about Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and the rest of this roster, that's up to you. We'll get there maybe when we get there if that ever plays out. But, Donnie, again, Draymond Green has not played basketball in a very, very long time. And the updates around Draymond Green have been Kawhi Leonard scarce at times. Ah, he's ramping up. Really, is he? I don't know if he is. I mean, his last game that he actually played was on the 5th of January, not the seven seconds he checked in for Clay Thompson welcome back night. That obviously doesn't count. I mean, he has not gone out there and played three games in a row since the Christmas slate for Draymond Green. It has been a long time since he has been out there. Klay Thompson has come back. Klay Thompson has put up, uh, you know, a good amount of shots and all that. But does it feel like it's the Klay Thompson of old? That's not the vibe that I necessarily get for it. But here's the other reason why it is absolutely fair to panic, Donnie. Because this whole Steph Curry shooting thing has kind of been going on now longer than the unbelievable scorched earth stretch that he had earlier in this season. And I know I'm doing this when he is coming off of a game that he was four or five from three. I can recognize that ultimately there, though I don't know how Steph Curry finishes a game where he shot 50, 80, and 100 and then only scored 21 points, maybe take a couple of more shots. But ultimately, DRS, for the month of February, he put forward a 36% percentage from three. The month of uh the month of January was a 33% percent from three. Steph Curry is, and again, Steph Curry's standards are his standards, having the worst three-point percentage of his career by a country mile. 
right now, Donnie. James Wiseman, listen, tough scene, horrible pick. I Like, some people <laughs> are worried that he's never coming back. Other people are worried he is coming back because when he played last year, he was just not good. Andrew Wiggins is one of the worst all-star selections we've ever seen because nobody out there... Donnie, I mean, how many players are we going to list before we get to the fact that there's an all-star starter on this team's starting lineup named Andrew Wiggins that we're never all that bothered by here? And again, Don, you look at the teams that they're that they're going out there and playing there, and you look at the way some of these results are. They, you know, If you look at this, again, this run here where they've lost seven of their last nine games, the Utah Jazz embarrassed them. They lost at home to the Knicks. That's the same as losing by 30 to a good team. They beat the Lakers. But again, Donnie, a Lakers team that was in disarray and they held on narrowly winning the game by two. Clippers handled them. They lose at home to the Denver Nuggets. They lose at home to the Dallas Mavericks. Handled by the Minnesota Tim handled by the Minnesota Timberwolves here, Donnie. These are not wins that you can be happy about. The last time this team covered a number was the 3rd of February. The 3rd of February, Donnie, is the last time this team was out there covering a number, if not longer, actually, than that. I mean, this has been a team that's been playing poor basketball now for basically a month. And it's fair to side-eye this situation. You're right. And all your points, you know, they're hitting home. And I understand where you're coming from. But also, aren't we allowed to be an NBA championship team with multiple rings? That might be a little bit bored now going, hey, man, what are we doing here? 20 minutes, or excuse me, 20 games left in the season. We're going to have a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 seed. We're hoping to get everybody back. And then we'll turn on the juice once we get to the playoffs, which we haven't had Clay Thompson for a couple of years. And we are, I am basing it back that Draymond Green is going to come back healthy. But it is kind of interesting where his last game that he played is January 5th with a little bit of back tightness. So how tight is that back, actually, as we sit here in the month of March? But I do give a lot more leeway to championship pedigree organizations than I would, per se, maybe a team that's on the rise or trying to make it in. Like, let's just say a younger team like the Memphis Grizzlies. They're not playing well. Well, hey, they haven't won championships. They're young. I don't know if they're going to get it together. I lean on what I've seen out of this team over the past five to six to seven years when they were winning championships and still have that core outside of, obviously, Kevin Durant. It's still very good. And you're right. You're talking about Andrew Wiggins that it was an all-star selection, which probably shouldn't have been an all-star selection. But he plays best when who? The big three are out there, right? Draymond Green's out there. Take a little bit of the energy off. You have Klay Thompson. You have mm -hmm. Steph Curry. You can step into that mold. You're asking maybe Andrew Wiggins to step up and be like, hey, you need to be our wing guy here. Batman and Robin, can you help us out? And he did it for a while. And actually had a decent first half of the season. But now you're starting to see that long season play out here where Andrew Wiggins was never supposed to be that guy that was going to be a 1A player along with Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. I am going to chalk this up to them being a little bit bored and a little bit injured. But once the playoffs come around, I think they'll be locked in and ready. Steph's basically, I guess, been bored since he broke the three-point record at yes. Madison Square Garden. I mean, is that what we're doing here? Clay's return has not been good for Andrew Wiggins. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter here. Uh, look, it's just they're playing bad basketball. Like, if the playoffs were tomorrow, it'd be a scary situation for this team. Now and then, they're not tomorrow, and maybe Steph enters the playoffs piping hot and Draymond's back and ready to go and Klay Thompson continues to ramp up there. But look, let's also not ignore that Steph has not been the model of consistent uh, health throughout his NBA career. And he's not a guy that is out there shouldering LeBron-level workloads, Kevin Durant-level workloads. He's not. He's just not. It's the truth of the matter. And at some point, it becomes a lot for Steph. And apparently, it 
In about 20 games, it became too much for Steph, and his performance has dropped off since, and it's not returned. Don, have we not been waiting? Come on now. Have we not been waiting for the 10-game run where Steph is out there hitting five threes every night, going out, oh, wow. I mean, this guy, I mean, Don, he basically wasted his best game in the All-Star game here. I mean, that's going to be, what, the game that defines this guy's season here? And that's fine. I'm just, but seriously, I mean, Donnie, this is a guy that usually rips off these unbelievable can't-miss stretches. It's every night he leads your show. Every single day he deserves top billing there. Donnie, you many times sold me on the idea that in a two-month window, start of the season, end of the season, he'd be able to sneak back up into the MVP race here, Donnie. He's done nothing of the sort. He's done absolutely nothing to warrant being in this conversation, constantly getting jumped by the, jo the John Morants and the DeMar DeRozans of the world. But all you need to be is healthy and getting into it. And also take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. There's no panic. You know the top two teams here listed? The Phoenix Suns, plus 430. Right after them, the Golden State Warriors at plus 450, and then an Eastern Conference team in the Nets at 6-1. to one. We're all anticipating the same thing. At least I am saying when the rubber meets the road and the playoffs come around and the Warriors are healthy, they are going to be a tough out. It's going to be no surprise if the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors meet up in the Western Conference Finals for a chance to play for an NBA championship. And if either one of those teams wins, let's just say the Warriors, going to be favored here in an NBA Finals as long as they're healthy. That's what I'm chalking it up here. Same thing we take a look at the Brooklyn Nets. They're 500. Hey, they can win an NBA championship. Why? Because of what we believe the potential of that team will be once they're healthy. If you get Steph Curry and Klay Thompson playing well, Draymond Green doing the dirty work, that's enough for me in the playoffs. It really is. I'm just chalking this up to a little bit like, hey, let's get our guys back healthy. Let's not get injured. We're a little bit bored now. And maybe we turn on that gas pedal in the final two weeks of the season and get revved up for the playoffs. That's what I'm looking for. And again, looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a lot of people are looking for that as well as they are number two in command here for winning an NBA championship based on the odds. Which is fair by you, but also the third team right now is going to be playing a play-in game on the road and hoping that Kyrie is somehow allowed to play in the game in the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, there. I mean, we. I mean, listen. We're, we're going to obviously talk about this stuff, you know, all season long as we continue to get closer and closer to the postseason. But when that, when this NBA postseason bracket is set. Because there's going to be a lot of matchup-dependent situations here for both the Eastern and the Western Conference, no doubt. But there's a lot of health questions out there as well. Because there's a couple of teams. And not, you know, I'm not talking, oh, man, Minnesota, 101, there's so much value there, man. Listen, if Philadelphia goes into Miami and Harden and Bede rock up and give you another 120 combined, you know, 120 as a team, and they win that basketball game convincingly versus a healthy Miami team, you might argue that they should be favorites to win an NBA championship. If Miami becomes the first team to stifle Harden and Embiid, you could argue that they could be the favorites to win the NBA championship right now. There's still so much up for grabs here in the NBA, and it's quite delightful to break on down. Coming up against the break, though, here on the early line, one team position at 19-1. to to win the NBA championship. Where's their value? How good is this team playing? We'll hit that to close out hour number one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Closing out our number one in GRS, one of the other big results last night in the NBA, Boston and Memphis. Now, incredibly, despite 37 points, a plus 17, and a victory for the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum continues to find ways to let me down. No player has let me down more this season than Jason Tatum. A tremendous boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook for three or more threes from Tatum, Gary Trent Jr., and Steph Curry. And of course, Tatum, to scoring 37 points, goes two for seven. Unbelievable. Have no idea how that happens, but it was the least surprising thing in the history of odds boost. But the Boston Celtics continue to win. I mean, playing a red-hot Memphis team, no Jalen Brown, no problem. While I know John Morant got off for 38, it was a very inefficient 38 points here. And he really did struggle as well in the beginning of this game. Though give John Morant credit, a boost for four plus threes from Morant and LeBron. You didn't have to watch that terrible Laker game. Morant made four himself, though. But Donnie, hot or not, is there value on the Boston Celtics to win the East at plus 950? I'm going to say not on this. And it's a great price at plus 950. It really is. Close to 10 to 1 as we sit here. But I let's look at the East here, Kevin, as the big four to me, right? You have the Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, Chicago Bulls, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Just behind them are the Boston Celtics. And if they get hot, if they get right and they're healthy, sure, they can take down other teams. Because let's be honest here. We're looking at the Eastern Conference, the top six teams, Kevin, all within five games of each other for that number one seed, which yeah. the Miami Heat currently have. So value, as I like to say, is in the eye of the beholder. If you're holding a Celtics ticket, you got to feel confident that you're going to be in the mix. And sometimes that's all you can ask for. Because being in the mix, Kevin, is a lot different from plus 300, plus 300, excuse me, plus 400, 5 to 1 odds. You're getting close to 10 to 1 odds. I can see it there. But for my money, I wouldn't be betting them because I do still think it's the big four in the East, and that's where I'm going. I think you could definitely argue there is some nice value at plus 950 because, look, they've been putting up great results. They have the best point differential in the entire Eastern Conference. With the way the standings sit, though, right now, I'm at Milwaukee round one. I can't be hedging right off for the gate on a Boston Celtics ticket. I want this bracket to set, but they deserve your attention, and they are not a bad bet at plus 950. Hour number two, next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.